0: Hi everyone, Michael A. Brian here from the Oraculo School of Astrology and I'm here with your monthly astrological forecast for the month of August 2023. Now before we dive into the monthly forecast, I just want to let you all know about some of the amazing things we have coming up for you at the Oraculos School of Astrology. First of all, I just want to let you all know that our OSA certified students are giving readings at the Oraculos School of Astrology. So if you've always wanted to experience the magic of a concrete event-based astrological reading, then by all means, please do book a reading with any one of the students over on our website that are giving readings. At the moment, we have Emma Bulgarian, Ebony Bledsoe, Rajeshree Basu, as well as Jack Kovaleski, giving readings at the Oraculo School of Astrology. They can all give you a world-class astrological service. So if you are at a place within your life where you want to experience the magic of an astrological reading, or if you are already accustomed to receiving astrology readings, but you want to have this experience From a new perspective, which is the concrete event-based perspective of astrology that we practice at the Oraculo School of Astrology, then by all means, please book yourself a reading with one of our OSA-certified astrologers today. Starting September 16th, we're going to be diving into our Professional Astrologer's Diploma Programme. Our professional astrologers diploma program is where you learn everything that you can possibly need to know in order to launch a successful astrological practice as a thoroughly trained and technically proficient astrologer. So if you've always wanted to dive into professional astrology practice, and you haven't known where to start, or you haven't known the sorts of things you need to learn in order to do that, then by all means, please do study with us this coming September 16th, 2023, in our Professional Astrologer's Diploma Program. Also, we are going to be launching our Medical Astrology Diploma Program as well. Now, both of these programs have the same prerequisite, which is our Foundations of Classical Astrology Program, and that's what's going to be starting on September 16th. So whether or not interested in studying Medical Astrology with us specifically at the Oraculo School of Astrology, or you want to take our more general Professional Astrologer's Diploma Program, both of these programs have the same prerequisite course which is the Foundations of Classical Astrology, so please do sign up for the Foundations of Classical Astrology which begins this September 16th, 2023, so that you can choose where you want to go next with your Oraculo's education. I'm really excited to be launching the medical astrology diploma program because there is so much within our medical astrology tradition that I don't really think has really seen the light of day. And a big part of that is the work that has been done in terms of midpoints and in terms of symmetrical astrology that we find in the schools of Uranian astrology as well as cosmobiology. And there is so much medical astrology content from those two schools of astrology that I've always wanted to create an environment and a platform where we can really dive deeply into the medical astrology that comes to us from those traditions. So if you want to learn how to practice concrete event-based astrology, and if you're really excited about some of the possibilities that exist in terms of medical astrology practice and research, then by all means do study with us this September 16th, 2023 in our upcoming Foundations of Classical Astrology program, which is the prerequisite course for both our professional astrologers diploma program and our medical astrology diploma program, and I can't wait to see you there. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our astrology forecast for the month of August 2023. Alright, so we have a lot going on on August 1st. The first thing is Venus will be in a parallel relationship with Mars and later on during the day we have Mars in a quadrate relationship with Pluto and later on in the day we have Mercury in an opposition with Saturn and later on in the day we have Mars in a quadrate relationship with the North Node. So August 1st is an action-packed day from an astrological perspective and And let's break it down so that you can understand what all of these astrological signatures mean. The first thing is Venus in a parallel relationship with Mars. Venus parallel Mars is a wonderful combination for fertility. It's definitely a great combination in terms of launching into any creative endeavor. Venus has to do with creativity. Mars has to do with passion. So on the 1st of August, the combination of Venus and Mars can represent having creative passion. When someone has this combination within their natal chart, they can be a very fiery person in terms of the way how they want to express themselves in the world. So self-expression is another large factor that we see coming under the combination of Venus-Mars. It's also a combination for libido and for magnetism and for animal magnetism. And it's the combination that I call the sexy combination as far as planets are concerned. Because Venus and Mars is all about expressing oneself and expressing that which is passionate and fierce and fiery about us. And oftentimes that can attract other people to us as well. So Venus Mars is a great combination for all of those things. But most importantly, it's a combination for creating successful creative works in the world at large. Now, the other thing that we have on this day is Mars in a quadrate relationship with Pluto. And Mars quadrate Pluto is a volcanic combination. When someone has Mars, Pluto in any hard aspect combination in their birth charts, it can represent someone who has a mammoth amount of personal power and who knows that that personal power that they have can genuinely move mountains. Now, we know that not everybody can move mountains, but some people actually can. And for the most part, those people have hard aspects of Mars and Pluto within their birth charts. Mars-Pluto gives someone an indefatigable willpower that causes them to be able to accomplish anything they set their sights or their vision on. So if you're someone who has Mars-Pluto within your birth chart, you're probably someone who already knows that you move powerfully through the world and that you're a force to be reckoned with. Now, Mars-Pluto is also something that doesn't know when to turn itself off. So also, if you're having Mars-Pluto, you can be driving yourself to the edge of your wits, basically, because you don't necessarily have the sorts of pain sensors that other people have that allow other people to know that they have met the maximum of their potential. So very often, people who have Mars-Pluto and hard aspect combinations, they go above and beyond their personal maximum which could be great from the perspective of having to save someone or having to run into a burning building and you know put out the fire but for the most part we're not having to run into burning buildings and put out fires every single day but if you have Mars Pluto in your natal chart you may be hardwired in such a way where your entire life feels as if it requires an exceptional amount of force and strength and power from you, which may not necessarily be the case. So if this is something that you have within your birth chart, you should know that it's okay to slow down, it's okay to pull back, and it's okay not to necessarily thrust yourself into everything, because sometimes taking rest is the remedy. Now the next thing that we have going on on this day is Mercury in an opposition with Saturn. Those of you who've been following the podcast for a while know that I consider Mercury-Saturn to be a combination of traffic jams because Mercury is how we move through the world and Saturn is having to do with blockage as well as resistance and constraints and prison. So very often on days like this, it could feel as if there's so much going on within the air and so many people around us want to take advantage of what's going on that we find ourselves getting stuck within traffic because when everybody's trying to fulfill their maximum, then the roads can be busy on a day like this. So that's one of the things that we find under Mercury and Saturn in hard aspect combinations. When we find this in a natal chart, Mercury and Saturn can give someone a very penetrating cognitive ability. And so Mercury-Saturn can be very good for people who are dealing with problems that require a lot of attention, a lot of focus. If you're someone who has Mercury-Saturn, you probably know for a fact that you're a person who can't multitask because multitasking isn't a Mercury-Saturn condition. Multitasking may be a Mercury-Mars situation. It might be a Mercury-Jupiter situation. It could even be a Sun-Mercury situation. It could be a Moon-Mercury situation. It could even be a Uranus-Mercury situation, but it's definitely not a Mercury-Saturn situation. Mercury-Saturn is all about putting one step in the front of the next step and knowing that you could only do one thing at a time and knowing that when you invest your attention in doing one thing at a time, it gives you the greatest amount of, of concentration and it also gives you the greatest amount of rewards in the long run. So Mercury-Saturn is all about slowing down, focusing, paying attention and making sure that you're not doing too many things and on a day like this it's highly likely that with this Mercury-Saturn combination you won't be able to do multiple things at the same time because Mercury-Saturn won't have it. The last thing we find happening on this action-packed day of August 1st is that we have Mars in a Sasquatch Quadrate relationship with the North Node. Mars node is one of our working combinations. It's one of the combinations that we investigate in natal astrology, particularly in terms of midpoint work, when it comes to the sort of career a person is going to gravitate towards within this lifetime. Mars has to do with our work, the node has to do with our connections, therefore Mars and the node in any hard aspect combination has to do with our working connections. So on this day, we have Mars node, which says that this could be a day where we're working collaboratively with others. This can also be a day where everybody wants to express their opinion because Mars also has to do with self-assertion and the node has to do with our connections. So Mars node as a combination can have to do with us asserting ourselves within our intimate connections, which can be a wonderful thing, especially if we've been wanting a moment or an opportunity to really let our voice be heard and with all of the other intense influences in the air on this day this Mars node connection can also have to do with us inflaming our connections and it can also have to do with us creating friction and chaos and arguments within our connections because on a day like this everybody's passionate about something and when we're all passionate about something all of our passions aren't going to make sense. All of our passions won't necessarily make sense for everybody at the same time. And so there could be opportunities for conflict on a day like this as well. And if you were someone with Mars node within your natal chart, then you could find yourself possibly being in inflamed interactions with people more often than not because Mars node doesn't just have to do with our working connections, it also has to do with the sorts of fire we take to our intimate relationships and also the sort of fire that we receive from those intimate relationships, which can be a little bit too hot to handle if everybody is fiery at the same time. Now, on the 2nd of August, we have the combination of Saturn in a contraparallel with the North Node. Saturn Node is the combination of saying goodbye. It's the combination of creating separation From our connections and from a natal astrology perspective, if you have the hard aspect of Saturn and the node in any hard aspect configuration, it can be one of the corroborative factors of intimate relationships being a difficult thing for you to really form and establish within your lifetime. Now, if you have a chart that has multiple signatures for divorce, then also having the Saturn, Node, and Hard Aspects combinations can be the icing on the cake as far as divorce is concerned because Saturn and Node in any Hard Aspects combination is one of our divorce signatures within traditional astrology. So be mindful of that and be mindful that on a day like this, rupture is more likely than reconciliation in terms of your interactions with people. And we really want to make sure that we're navigating the world skillfully so that we aren't putting ourselves in positions to cause friction and tension and potentially unnecessary severances of relationships that might really be important to us. On the next day, the 3rd of August, we have Pluto in a square relationship with the North Node. Now, once again, these days seem to be like very intense days as far as our personal connections are concerned. Pluto has to do with intensity. The North Node has to do with our intimate connections. Therefore, the combination of Pluto and the Node could have to do with us forming and forging very intense intimate connections with others around us. However, sometimes the intensity that Pluto brings to our intimate connections can be too much and we really need to know that in forming connections with others, we want to form connections with others with both our feet on the ground very often when we have this combination of Pluto and the node within our natal charts, it can create a sense of forming connections that we rush into or forming connections that don't really feel based in the most stable realities in the world. And so we can fall madly in love with people or we can commit ourselves to being in a business relationship with someone far sooner than it's necessary. So Pluto node has to do with intense and deep and formidable intimate connections, which is lovely, especially if you know those people you're forming those connections with, but it can be too much and it can feel as if you're pushing yourself over the edge, especially if you're forcing yourself to enter a deep intimate bond with someone else and you know that you're really not in a position and you don't really have the sort of evidence to justify you forming that sort of connection with that person. So that's something to be mindful of on the 3rd of August. Next, the 4th of August is looking like quite an awful day because on the 4th of August, we have the sun in the Sasquatch Quadrate relationship with Neptune. It was Dr. William Davidson who said that the sun-Neptune in combination can feel like or can manifest as a person having holes within their aura. So, Sun-Neptune is the combination for weakened vitality. It's also the combination for weakened immunity. And it's also the combination for weakened vision. Because when we have Sun-Neptune in any hard aspect combination within our natal chart, it's something that can make us feel weak within the world at large. And it's something that can make us feel as if any cold or warm or hot breeze that blows around us, we get sick or we can be easily prone to infections, or we can be people who find ourselves just allergic to the world at large. There are some people in the world who are allergic to dust. Can you imagine there are people who are legitimately allergic to dust? And chances are those people have hard aspects between the sun and Neptune within their natal chart. So on a day like this, you might feel extra susceptible to things going on within the air around you, you could feel more moody, you could feel more sensitive, but you could also find your system in general feeling overly taxed or feeling like you genuinely need to take some healing or some recuperative measures. If you have a Reiki practice, it would be a wonderful day to engage in a self-Reiki practice. If you can receive acupuncture, it's a wonderful day to receive acupuncture. On a day like this, it's very easy to get sick, but it's also very easy for positive influences to have a lasting effect on us as well because the Sun-Neptune combination, it makes all of us feel a little bit more porous and it increases our overall porosity and our ability to absorb things from our environment. So it's a wonderful day to put yourself in a sound bath where you're getting gonged. That's something I really love to do, and I don't do it enough. But this whole notion of going to a sound bath and allowing sound to pass through you and allowing music and the sound of gongs and bowls to pass through your system, this is a wonderful day where if you do that sort of work, that sort of sound healing work, that work can have a deeper, more profound effect. Because on this day, all of us have a heightened level of porosity. Moving through to the 5th of August, we have... Mercury in a parallel relationship with Venus Mercury parallel Venus is a great thing from a natal perspective because it gives a person a beautiful voice. It gives a person beautiful words. It gives a person a beautiful way of articulating themselves as far as language is concerned. It's a signature for the poet. It's a signature for the opera singer. It's a signature for anybody who uses their voice in a melodic way or in a harmonious way that allows the world around them to become a more beautiful place by virtue of the words that are coming out of their mouth. So if you're someone who has this within your natal chart, you're probably already someone who's writing beautiful poetry or you're probably already someone who's singing and making the world a more beautiful place by virtue of your voice. And if you don't have this in your natal chart and you do want to take advantage of this, today is a day when you can tap into your creative use of words in a way that can beautify your life, but also in a way that can beautify the lives of others around you. So that's coming up on the 5th of August. 6th of August is the best day this month. The most successful day of August 2023 thus far is the 6th of August because we have the combination of the sun in a square relationship with Jupiter. Sun-Jupiter is the combination of the physical manifestation of success within our lives. It is the combination of our cup overflowing. It's the combination of knowing that Anything is possible to you and knowing that anything that you will to occur within the world will actually occur within the world. So it's a great day for you to know that your willpower actually has this seminal power to create things within your manifest world around you. So if there is something that you've been wanting to pump more successful energy behind, the 6th of August is a wonderful day to do that. Because on the one hand, even though Sun-Jupiter combinations can be a combination of us having dreams that are probably larger than life, a part of us being able to dream in such a big way on this day is because we know on this day that many of those dreams that we have are actually possible and can actually manifest. So if there are dreams that you have that feel much larger than the current reality that you find yourself in, then the 6th of August is a wonderful day to invest yourself and to reinvest yourself in those dreams because thus far, this is looking like the best day this month. Moving on to the 7th of August, we have the combination of Mercury in a parallel relationship with Mars. Mercury parallel Mars is a great combination, especially if you are someone who is advocating for others. So if you are a lawyer, if you are a public speaker, if you are someone who has to stand in representation of others and you do that through your language and you do that through your words, then today is a wonderful day for the work that you do. Mercury-Mars is an interesting combination from a medical astrology perspective because Mercury-Mars can also be a combination that causes migraines. And a big part of that is because Mercury is representing the mind and Mars is representing fire. So when we have Mercury and Mars in combination, it can create an excessive amount of fire within our minds. And that overture, or that excess of mental information and of mental stimulation can cause us all to feel more mentally taxed on this day, but it can also cause us to have headaches and splitting migraines, and it can make us feel like there's too much energy, too much fire within our skull. So one of the ways to get some of that cerebral energy out of ourselves is to write, or is to communicate with others, or is to even go to karaoke. Do something that allows you to move that cerebral and that vocal energy out of yourself in a productive way so that that influence doesn't double down and stay stuck within your brain, but actually give it a means or a vehicle of self-expression within the world. So if you're someone with Mercury-Mars in any sort of hard aspects combination, You need to give yourself more downtime because Mercury-Mars doesn't actually allow us to take rest in the way that we need to, especially from a mental perspective. Also, if you're someone with Mercury-Mars in any sort of hard aspects combination, you should also know that words hurt and you should also know that Mercury-Mars also puts a fire within your tongue. And on this day, and in life in general, if you have this combination, you can find yourself speaking in a way that's crass, and you can also find yourself speaking in a way that doesn't actually take into consideration the thoughts and the emotions of others around you. So a word from the wise to the wise is sufficient. Be mindful of how you use your Mercury and Mars, and be mindful that you're using it not to hurt others, and that you're also giving it a vehicle of expression within the world so that that excess of fire within your brain doesn't end up hurting you. On the next day, the 8th of August, we have Mercury in a quadrate relationship with the North Node. mercury quadrate the Node, from a natal perspective, has to do with the connections that we have with younger people. It can say that we enjoy working with children. It can say that we enjoy working with pets or small animals. Mercury and the node says that we enjoy the connections that we make with people and things that make us feel young and exuberant and alive. So if you were wanting to buy yourself that goldfish, then today is a wonderful day to do that. Because one, fish also kind of fall under the domain of mercury, particularly goldfish and other sorts of pets that we keep within our home fall under the domain of mercury. So if you're wanting to invest in an animal or go to the animal shelter and rescue a puppy or something, today is a wonderful day for that. Similarly, Mercury and the North Node is a great combination for our cerebral connections. So it's a wonderful day to communicate and share your ideas with others. And if you have the hard aspect of Mercury and the North Node within your natal chart in general, then you are someone who finds great pleasure in terms of the exchange that you have with others from a cerebral and a mental perspective. The next day, the 9th of August, we have Venus in a quadrate relationship with Pluto. Venus-Pluto is a very challenging combination, especially from a love perspective, because Venus-Pluto has to do with fanaticism in love. It's not necessarily the best day in the world to get married, because Venus-Pluto has to do with all of the ways in which we allow ourselves to be led from our loins and not necessarily from our minds. So on this day, it could be very easy for you to fall into a deep and unwavering infatuation with someone else, and so it's important to be mindful to navigate the world on this day with more sobriety. When we have Venus-Pluto as a hard aspect combination from a natal chart perspective, that Venus-Pluto can also be causing us to find ourselves constantly in relationships. We can be a serial monogamist or we can be someone who just doesn't know how to be alone, really, because Venus-Pluto has this deep urge and this urgency and this yearning to connect with others in a very carnal way. The carnality of Venus-Pluto is also a bit of a problem because Venus-Pluto is also a combination of sexually transmitted complications. It's also a combination of everything that could potentially go wrong in terms of our reproductive system. So it's not necessarily the best thing in the world, especially as far as love is concerned, even though Venus-Pluto can oftentimes thrust us into love or romantic circumstances that later on in life may feel very overwhelming for us. So if you have the hard aspect of Venus-Pluto in your natal chart, then these could be some of the ways that it manifests. From a positive perspective, it can be a wonderful day to creating or investing yourself in an intensive, creative endeavor. Because Venus is the creativity and Pluto is the intensity. So it can be a wonderful day to invest yourself in an intensive, creative endeavor. However, it's not a great day to fall in love because the intensity on this day is far too much for anyone to handle. Now, we're skipping on through, still on the 9th of August, we have Venus in a square relationship with Uranus. And Venus-Uranus has to do with ruptures within our love relationships. Now, we know that having Uranus within the 7th house is one of the signatures of divorce from a natal astrology perspective. It's also a signature of leaving a relationship with From a horary astrology perspective, especially if the question that the person asked about was whether or not they should leave their relationship. Having Uranus in the seventh house is one of the indications of that genuinely being the case. However, this is also the case when we have Venus and Uranus in any sort of hard aspects combination at all, because Venus-Uranus has to do with the sudden start of love, but it also has to do with the sudden ending of love. So if you have Venus Uranus in your natal chart, one of the things to note is that sometimes this can make us restless within our love relationships to the point where we want to enter a love relationship. But when we're there, even if we enjoy it for one month or two months or three months after we're there for a while, we can start to begin to feel a deep sense of restlessness and anxiety, especially if that relationship isn't stimulating. The impetus of Venus Uranus could be to actually leave that relationship altogether and move yourself somewhere else within the world and somewhere else within your life from a love perspective. The tricky part with this is that Venus Uranus in hard aspects combination can keep us in a constant cycle of meeting and breaking up with people to the point where we don't actually feel a sense of. Breath or a sense of latitude within our relationships because every relationship might feel like something that doesn't have the actual evidence of being able to last a long time. So, the Venus Uranus is a tricky combination. It's also happening on the 9th of August, where we already saw the combination for fanaticism and love. And therefore, I would say just take it easy as far as your love connections are concerned on the 9th of August. Now the next thing we have coming up on the 12th of August is another highly auspicious day because we have the Sun in a parallel relationship with Jupiter, and that is on the 12th of August. Sun parallel Jupiter, Sun square Jupiter, Sun opposite Jupiter, Sun conjunct Jupiter, Any of the Sun-Jupiter combinations is a very auspicious combination as far as the material manifestation of success is concerned. And so from an electional astrology perspective, even though we know that in order to practice really effective electional astrology, we have to make those elections harmonize with the realities of our birth chart, still... This is a good day from an electional astrology perspective, because Sun and Jupiter universally indicate the successful manifestation of something that we want to be successful. So I would also be putting this day in my back pocket as far as good days are concerned, because we should always know when the universally good days are in general. And there's a caveat there, because a day that might be good for one person isn't necessarily good for someone else. And so we always want to make sure that we know what's going on in a person's birth chart in order to know what their version of successful days look like. Because someone's successful day could be a day when their Sun Saturn in the sky because they have a hard aspect of Sun and Saturn in their natal charts to begin with. So for that person, the Sun-Saturn days could feel like good days, whereas the Sun-Jupiter days could feel like days when they don't even know what to do with themselves. So Sun-Jupiter is good as far as universally thinking about what Sun-Jupiter represents, but in order to know how things line up with your natal chart, you should really have a good understanding of what the realities are within your natal chart to begin with. Now, on the next day, we have Venus in a conjunction with the Sun, and that is on August 13th. And Venus conjunct the Sun is a beautiful combination. Whenever we have something conjunct the Sun from a transiting perspective, it has to do with a thing that we are making manifest, or a thing that we're bringing into the physical world. So very often when a person has Venus-Sun in hard aspect combinations in their chart, and we know that the only two hard aspect combinations possible for Venus and the Sun are the zero degree conjunction and also the 45 degree semi-square. Because Venus can only be a distance of 48 degrees from the Sun from an earth-based perspective looking out at the sky Venus can only be 48 degrees away from the Sun and we know that Mercury can only be 28 degrees away from the Sun so as far as Venus and the Sun are concerned this is a really great combination in terms of making something manifest making beauty manifest and people who have hard aspects The only two hard aspects of Venus and the sun manifesting within their birth charts are people who live their lives as a work of art. And everything they do comes from an artistic and a creative space within them. And they know how to use beauty to their advantage, whether it's their physical beauty or whether it's through the beauty that they can create within the world at large. So this is a great combination, especially because this conjunction is happening in Leo. And one of the things that... Babylonians thought about Leo that we don't really see being mentioned in traditional astrology anywhere is that Venus was also exalted in Leo in much the same way as we consider Venus to be exalted in Pisces today. Now, once again, this is something that comes from one of the oldest systems of astrology that we have, which is the astrology of the Babylonians. And no one ever really talks about this anymore. But whenever I see Venus and Leo, I always have it in my mind someplace that this is a really great thing for Venus, because from a traditional astrology perspective, Leo is someplace where Venus can be exuberant in the manifestation of her beauty in the world. Now, coming up next, on the 14th of August, we have Mercury in a contra-parallel relationship with Neptune. I like Mercury-Neptune, especially in terms of people who are writing works based in fiction, such as fantasy authors or sci-fi authors, or even people who are writing poetry. Mercury-Neptune can be great for all of those things. I like Mercury-Neptune from the perspective of people who are doing deeply spiritual work, such as dream work, for example. I have a very rigorous dream work practice, and so Mercury-Neptune is great in terms of being able to decipher and understand the secret meaning within our dreams. That being said, Mercury-Neptune isn't really good for much of anything else. Mercury-Neptune could be a combination for people who have a speech impediment because Mercury represents how we speak and Neptune represents the entire ocean. And you probably have tried to speak underwater before and you've realized that it's pretty much an impossible thing to do. And when people have Mercury-Neptune and hard aspects combinations within their birth chart, we end up with two types of people. On the one hand, we can end up with people who either have a speech impediment or just struggle to articulate themselves in general. And on the other hand, we end up with people who struggle to be intelligible in terms of what they're saying. So they could speak, and they might very well be speaking a lot, But their words may not mean anything because their words just come out like word soup. And even though you know that there is something within there that they're saying that actually makes sense, it could be very difficult to really pinpoint or track what it is they're actually trying to express in terms of what they're sharing. So Mercury-Neptune is a very tricky combination as far as communication is concerned. I wouldn't sign any documents on a day when there is a contra parallel between Mercury and Neptune in the sky because it's also a combination for deception, it's also a combination for people who sell snake oil, and it's a combination for people who are intentionally doing strange things with the facts so that they can continue spouting their delusions within the world. So it's a tricky day from that perspective. It's a good day for all of the spiritual stuff and the dream work stuff and the writing stuff that I spoke about, but not necessarily a good day for much of anything else. Now on the 15th of August, we have the sun in a square relationship with Uranus. Sun square Uranus is interesting, especially from a natal perspective. And actually, any hard aspect of the sun and Uranus and any hard aspect of Mercury and Uranus are aspects that we associate with people who have a natural proclivity for astrology. So if you're a person and you have hard aspects of sun and Uranus or Mercury and Uranus within your birth chart, then chances are you'd be an awesome astrologer. Because when we have hard aspects of Sun and Uranus, it gives us the ability to think on our feet and it also gives us the ability to land on our feet, both of which are very important within an astrological context. Because astrology isn't an exact science, which means that you could be giving a reading to someone and you say something within that reading that doesn't actually land for that person or it doesn't make sense for that person within the overall context of their lives. However, if you have Sun-Uranus, you already understand the multiple ways that that thing can manifest the thing that you were just trying to describe to that person so you automatically can jump to another possible manifestation of that thing and chances are if you didn't get it right the first time you'll get it right the second time because the sun uranus gives you the ability to think on your feet but it also gives you the ability to see the broad spectrum of possibilities that exist within the context of astrological or symbolic language. So sun Uranus is wonderful for all of those things. It can also be a combination for people who have a lot of nervous tension or who have a lot of nervous anxiety, which could be very telling for the entire astrological community. Maybe we all, as astrologers, have nervous tension and nervous anxiety because we're all such Uranian people. So, the Sun-Uranus combination could be a combination for someone who's very anxious all the time. And it could probably be because they're overly stimulated by their environment. It could probably be because they're overly stimulated by their own imagination. And so, they don't know how to not be in a state of anxiety or in a state of stress. And so today could be a wonderful day to calm down and to really come down off of the cloud of stress that you may have been floating on, because today definitely is a day that can amplify stressful influences within our lives, especially if we're sensitive to begin with in terms of really picking up on a lot of these combinations of stellar influences that are occurring within the world and within the sky around us. We're skipping for the couple of days because we don't really have anything happening as far as hard aspects are concerned from the 15th to the 20th. But on the 20th, we have Mars in a contra parallel relationship with Neptune. Now, this is awful. As far as astrological combinations are concerned, we don't like Mars and Neptune to be together. It's a combination of infection. It's a combination of disease. It's a combination of having a weakened immunity. It's a combination of just every rotten thing that can occur to a person, particularly from the perspective of their health. Very often when a person has Mars, Neptune, that's a person who is addicted to coffee. And a part of why they're addicted to coffee is because they feel such a deep sense of fatigue in general that coffee becomes the only thing that can help them not be in that state of fatigue. But because their system is such a low-vitality, low-energy system to begin with, including coffee on top of that can feel as if you're forcing yourself to rev your engines up within a container of fatigue and low-vitality. None of which is actually a very good thing at all. So on this day, the 20th of August, it's useful to be mindful that we might feel a little bit lackluster. We might feel a little bit more fatigued. We might feel like we can't really get up and go in the way that we normally would. And our actions may not necessarily feel as if they're moving towards any particular direction with any level of specificity, which is also a feeling that people have when they have hard aspects of Mars, Neptune within their natal charts. It can feel as if that person is lost on the ocean for the larger majority of their lives, and they may not necessarily feel as if they have what it takes to really thrust themselves forward in any specific direction with any great amount of commitment or passion or dedication. So that's how the Mars-Neptune can be manifesting, especially since it's in a contra-parallel relationship. Mars-Neptune can be great in terms of doing spiritual work. It can be great in terms of doing karma yoga or volunteer work because that's what karma yoga is essentially. An action that only creates good karma. And one of the ways how we can engage in actions that create good karma is by volunteering. So a lot of... Ashrams of karma yoga programs where people come and they volunteer because that's one of the ways how we burn through our negative junk by giving back selfless service to the world around us. So Mars Neptune can be a combination for karma yoga which has to do with giving back selflessly to the world around us and that can be gratifying within itself. However, if we're trying to do something that we specifically want from an ego-based perspective to be successful because it represents the manifestation or the fulfillment of one of our personal ambitions, then Mars-Neptune isn't really the combination for that because that Mars-Neptune can manifest a set of circumstances that don't actually allow us to feel as if anything we're doing is manifesting in the world in a successful way, especially if there's an element of ambition or ego attached to it. Now, the 22nd of August is a wonderful day, especially as far as marriage is concerned. And you all know I always like to look out for these marriage days. And that's because we have the hard aspect of Venus and Jupiter. We have Venus square Jupiter on the 22nd of August, which is a wonderful marriage combination that is made far less wonderful by the fact that on the same day, we have Mars perfecting his opposition to Neptune on the same day. And following that, we have the Sun in a contra-parallel relationship with Saturn. So I take it back. Today isn't good for marriage. At all because we have the combination of mistakes being the Mars opposite Neptune in the air as well. Mars opposite Neptune is all about doing things that we end up regretting later, or making a mistake, or doing something that ends up having negative repercussions for us. So Mars Neptune isn't really the combination for doing any action skillfully, which includes marriage, and following that we have the sun parallel Saturn, which, like I said earlier, isn't really the best thing in the world because it doesn't correspond with the sort of joy that we expect to find from a marital union. Sun-Saturn has to do with doing things that we have to do, not necessarily things that we want to do. So... Maybe it's a wonderful day, as far as arranged marriage is concerned. As many of you know, I've also studied Jyotish or Indian astrology. And within Jyotish, there's a distinction between people who get married for love and people who get married because that marriage was arranged. And so the fifth house, from a Jyotish perspective, corresponds with love marriages, whereas the seventh house corresponds with arranged marriages. And so the Sun-Saturn combination on the same day that we have the Venus-Square-Jupiter combination is looking like a day for more of an arranged marriage, but not necessarily like a day of a love marriage. And because we have the Mars opposite Neptune on the same day, it can be an arranged marriage that we end up regretting because the Mars-Neptune combination always has to do with actions that pan out in a disappointing way. So... I probably wouldn't be tying the bow or what is it? Is it a knot or is it a bow? It's something that has string. I probably wouldn't be tying that thing on a day like this, especially because one, I don't have to, (laughs) but also because two, it's not really an auspicious day. And that doesn't only have to do with our intimate love connections, that can also very well have to do with entering business relationships with people or other sorts of relationships with people that require some level of serious commitment. Today, on the 22nd of August, is definitely not the day for that. On the 23rd of August, we have the sun ingressing into Virgo, and that's going to be happening at 5.01.06 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The sun is ingressing into Virgo, and who doesn't love the sun in Virgo? Sun in Virgo can be a very—I don't even know what to say. I, I was going to say it could be a very productive time, and truthfully, it can be a very productive time, especially because Virgo is representing the season of harvest and so the harvesting that comes about with the sun ingressing into Virgo can represent us really reaping the rewards of the work that we would have done leading up to now so if you want to benefit by reaping the rewards of the work that you've put in then you definitely have to put in the work to begin with for example i'm currently in the process of learning Hindi, which feels like a completely strange and random thing for me to be doing with my time, but I'm currently in a daily Hindi learning container, and it kind of feels amazing to be picking up this language that I've been around for such a large part of my life, but it also feels kind of random, but I'm going to keep it up. So that on the 23rd of August, I can reap the rewards of at least having the ability to communicate with more people in the world in a more exciting way. And there's nothing more exciting than, for me at least, than speaking another language and being able to be in conversation with other people within their own language so that you can understand life and you can understand reality from somebody else's perspective. So anyway, August 23rd, is the day when the sun is ingressing into Virgo, and as many of us know, Virgo is definitely one of the signs that represents us putting in the work, because Virgo has to do with us rectifying the world around us, so maybe we take the next 30 days after the 23rd of August to really do some rectification work in terms of our environment so that we're making the world a better place in this upcoming 30-day period. Now, on that same 23rd of August, we have Mercury stationing retrograde at 21 degrees Virgo, 51 minutes. And I'm not the most superstitious person in the universe. However, Mercury stationing retrograde isn't the most auspicious thing in the world. And so I would be mindful about this being a thing that's coming up. And I think on the very extreme end, people say, Don't travel, don't sign documents, don't open a business, don't make any transactions under the influences of Mercury retrograde because you're probably going to regret it. I'm not that extreme. However, I do know that there was one year, 2018 to be exact, was it 2018? There was one year, 2019 to be exact, when it was Mercury retrograde. And every single mercurial thing in my life that could go wrong, did go wrong. And the only thing that I could look at to blame was Mercury retrograde. So once again, I'm not super superstitious as far as the Mercury retrograde situation is concerned. However, a retrogradation of any planet can't be good from an electional astrology perspective. So it definitely isn't going to be good from this perspective either of just looking at the transits for the month ahead and we want to be mindful of that especially as we plan anything that we probably don't want to do it underneath the auspices of a sky in which mercury is retrograde next up on the 25th of august we have the sun in a parallel relationship with the north node and we also have venus in a semi-square relationship with mars sun parallel north node has to do with our physical connections it has to do with going out making friends meeting people and allowing our senses to run wild within the world it's a wonderful day to go out and have a party and plan a party or plan some form of a social gathering for you and your friends especially because on this day we also have venus in a semi-square relationship with mars and the venus mars combination has to do with expressing ourselves passionately and in a full way and not allowing anything to bridle us or hold us back from being who we truly are. So on this day when we have the sun parallel the north node, great day for forming intimate connections with others, but also a great day for letting people know exactly who you are at your deepest, most passionate core, because that is definitely what Venus and Mars is indicating as far as entering relationships with others is concerned. Now moving on through to the 27th of August, not a good day at all because on the 27th of August we have the Sun in an opposition with Saturn and we also have Mars ingressing into the sign of his detriment of Libra and on this day we also have Mercury in a contra parallel relationship with Mars these things don't feel nice at all sun opposite saturn represents days of separation and days of depression if you have sun in hard aspect with saturn in your chart you're probably someone who feels as if the way to the world is always on your shoulders you probably don't know how to ask for help you probably are the number one candidate to ask for help and as a result of not knowing how to ask for help or when to ask for help you could feel oppressed You could feel depressed, and you could also feel as if the odds of life are constantly stacked against you. Why? Because Sun and Saturn don't necessarily work together well, and they're quite an antagonistic duo. Similarly, Mars ingressing into Libra, the sign of his detriment, it really throws a monkey wrench into all of our plans as far as the manifestation of positive action is concerned because Mars ingressing into Libra might be a challenge for you specifically, but it's a challenge for the entire world. We don't really, really enjoy when Mars is in Libra. So if you have something planned that you want to get done, you probably want to get it done before Mars ingresses into Libra because whenever you do start that thing, the chart under which you start that thing is going to be the electional chart or the birth chart for when that project began. And I would rather not have a birth chart for when my project begins by having Mars ingressing into Libra and also having Mercury being retrograde. I would rather bump my agenda up a little bit more so that I can take advantage of a much more auspicious sky. Now we do know that during this entire period, Venus is also retrograde. So it stands to reason that the sky wasn't auspicious to begin with, however, Mercury retrograde seems to be a little bit more challenging than the Venus retrograde because Mercury deals with so much of our daily traffic in life. Mercury deals so much with our daily communications, our daily transactions, and since we tend to live such a transactional life, having Mercury retrograde doesn't necessarily bode well for the transactions that we experience in living in general. So, Venus retrograde is a challenge, probably not as much of a challenge as the Mercury retrograde, and we definitely don't like the Mars ingressing into Libra. Now, moving on through, we also said that on the same day, we have Mercury in a contra relationship with Mars. It's very easy to be misunderstood on this day, and it's very easy to enter extremely heated arguments with people on this day as a result of being misunderstood. Please make sure that you aren't the recipient of anybody else's fire as a result of the combinations that we see occurring within the air on this day because the air is tricky, it's choppy, and it doesn't necessarily feel or look like it's creating a good container of communication for anyone involved. Moving on through to the 28th of August, I love the sky on the 28th of August because we have Mars in a quadrate relationship with Jupiter. Mars, quadrate Jupiter is the combination of successful work. And that's because Mars represents work Jupiter represents success. If you have Mars Jupiter very angular within your birth chart, you're probably someone who's very committed to the successful work that you're doing within the world. You're probably someone who feels very ambitious to create successful work within the world. This is especially the truth if you have these planets within your 10th house, you feel the drive to be successful and you feel the drive to gain public recognition as a result of your successes. So this day can be a very wonderful day as far as creating success within any of your personal or professional endeavors and if the sky wasn't so crazy, In the days before, I would also say that this is a great day to launch something, to launch your business, to launch your project, to launch your book into the world. However, the sky the day before doesn't really bode well. And those combinations from the sky the day before, particularly the Mercury retrograde, that's gonna be in the air for quite some time. And so it's probably not the best day to launch something, but it's a good day to promote something or to dive deeper into the successful work that you're already doing, because this day is a very muscular day in general, and it gives all of us that much more horsepower with which to succeed within the world at large. On the 28th of August, we also have Venus in a parallel relationship with the sun. That is absolutely, positively lovely. And we've already spoken before about the Venus and Sun in combination. It's a combination for creating physical manifestations of beauty in the world at large. So once again, probably not the best day to launch something. Or if you already have a job or a project or something that you're doing that's really successful, then this could be a day to do a marketing campaign for it or to do some sort of Public dialogue in terms of that work that you're doing, or to share that work with the world at large in some way, through a medium that creates beauty and that creates attraction, and that makes the work that you're doing more attractive for others, and that could be through an ad campaign, that could be through creating a small marketing package that you could share with others, because today is all about beautifying the work that you already do successfully. So take advantage of this day, because it's looking like a great day in general, for the continuation of things that you already do well. On this day, we also have Uranus stationing retrograde. I don't ever really have much to say about Uranus, Neptune and Pluto stationing direct or stationing retrograde. We know that Uranus, Neptune and Pluto tend to be retrograde for most of the year in general. And so Uranus is stationing retrograde. Hurrah! I don't necessarily think that it's going to manifest in a way that's problematic or troublesome for anyone. Unless, of course, you have something within your birth chart at 23 degrees of Taurus. In which case, you should speak to your local astrologer in order to find out how that influence is going to be manifesting within your life. Because it could be manifesting in a way that's a little bit rough around the edges and in a way that keeps that part of your life in a state of constant excitement but also in a state of constant stress possibly even for the rest of the year so you should definitely book yourself a predictive astrology reading especially if you have anything at 23 degrees of any of the fixed signs or eight degrees of any of the cardinal signs because uranus stationing retrograde at 23 degrees of taurus is going to affect 23 degrees of all the fixed signs, as well as 8 degrees of all of the cardinal signs. And so if you have something in your chart at either of those degrees, then you need to see an astrologer so that you can successfully navigate the rest of the year ahead. And then the absolute final thing on the 30th of August is Mercury in a parallel relationship with Mars. We've discussed this several times already, but I think the biggest thing that I believe is wonderful about Mercury-Mars, in any hard aspects combination, is that it gives us the ability to speak for ourselves and to advocate for ourselves, and it also gives us the ability to know that our opinions matter and it doesn't really matter what anybody else says or thinks about those opinions. It lets us know that we deserve to let our voice be heard and that our voice is a vital contribution to any social dialogue or to any social exchange. So this month in general is giving all of us the permission to lean in to the things that are creatively and uniquely ours and to also be willing to put the work into those things so that we know that the rewards of having done a successful work will be ensured for us in the future because we would have invested the time, invested the energy, and we also would have stood up for those things that we need to do because those things are specifically ours to do in the first place. Ending the month of August with this Mercury-Parallel-Mars combination is a wonderful thing because it allows us to know that everything that is within us that is true and genuine to who we are as a person, it deserves to have a voice within the world at large. And if you can take this energy of Mercury and Mars with you at the end of the month of August and use that as the beginning of how you navigate September, then it stands to reason that you can feel that much more confident and you could also feel that much more certain that not only do you belong in this world, but the things within you that are only within you also deserve a space within the world at large as well. I hope that you've enjoyed this forecast for the month of August 2023. Let us know down below in the comment section how you're navigating the days and the month ahead and whether or not there was a day that stuck out for you and what happened to you on that day as well. Also, if you're looking to book an astrology reading, then please check out our website at oraculosastrology.com, where we have a wonderful team of OSA-certified astrologers who have the ability to give you a world-class reading. All of the astrologers at Oraculos have been specifically trained by me to do the sort of astrology that we know and love the most, which is concrete event-based astrology. So if you want to experience the magic of what we offer at the Oraculos School of Astrology, then by all means please do book a reading with any one of our OSA certified astrologers today so that you can take a deep dive into this magical astrology that we all know and love. Until next time, I am Michael A. Bryan, leaving you in peace and love and hope until we meet again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.